Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bit with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today we've got a great show for you, like I always say. We've got Laura Ashley coming on. She's doing some great things out there in the music world, and we're definitely excited to hear parts of her story and to talk some music. So, Laura, are you here? I sure am. How's it going? It's going good. And yourself? Doing great. <laughs> <laughs> We definitely appreciate you coming on the show, and and you know this has been a crazy year, and like we and you were talking about before the show, and crazy year, and and hopefully next year I don't have to start my show this way, but I always <laughs> start it the same way because of the year we're in. So, if I mean, how has COVID personally affected you through the music business, and what are you doing to maneuver through that? Oh man, well. It's- yeah, yeah, you said it. It's been quite the year. Um, honestly, I got here in January, so I just moved to Tennessee in January, and so it was like I had like a good month, and then boom, we had the tornado, and then boom, we had COVID. So um, I'm I'm just gonna say it's all my fault. I think all the bad things happened as soon as I got here. But um, no, um, oh, wow. it's been really interesting. Um, I really missed networking and just meeting all new people. Mm-hmm. Just like that first month before things had happened, it was so much fun just um, getting to meet so many industry people and just I love the people in this city Um, but since COVID obviously all that has kind of come to a standstill (laughs) just not doing as many not doing as many co-writes I am getting back in the studio though Um, I'm just making sure that everything is like as small a group as possible Um, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely been really really interesting trying to navigate it I'm so excited for when things go back to normal given we don't know how long that's going to be so um, I should probably just, you know, get settled. <laughs> Thinking that the world's going to be like this a little bit longer. Yeah. And, you know, that's just like, you know, when we we launched our show January 3rd of this year, and I remember our original plan was 100 interviews our first year. We thought, you know what, if we did 100 interviews, we're probably ahead of the crowd. You know, oh my there's God. not. I don't know too many hosts that can say they did 100 interviews their very first year. No, and then COVID no happens. You know, then COVID happens, and I told Sandy, I was like, you know, this could be an opportunity in disguise here for us. This may be our year to shine, to show people what we really can do, and we stepped it up. You know, we're like, you know what, we'll just go all out, and because of that, you're, if I'm not mistaken, you're you're interview number 260. What? 260? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You guys are hustling. (laughs) That's amazing. like we got you now, and then um, at 3.30, we've got Britt Taylor coming on. So we've been doing sometimes two <laughs> shows a day. Do you guys sleep at all? Like, is that a thing? How are you doing that? <laughs> uh, And then we've got an 8-year-old and a 20-month-old. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so How? So right now, like that's like right now, Sandy's with the 20-month-old trying, you know, she's the 20-month-old has got a cold and prop she's probably done gave it to us so i'm sure by tomorrow i'm gonna be sneezing and oh, all that no. <laughs> but oh i hope not <laughs> i hope not too I, I can feel a little sickness but maybe it's a hopefully it's my hold <laughs> but oh, you know God. she's with her right now trying to settle her down and and she just learned a new thing as of yesterday we were, we were in the middle of an interview video interview yesterday and she learned how to get out of her bed what that happened in the middle of an interview what yeah so we are like in trouble now so we have now we have to order one of those things that you put over the bed part so that they're kind of trapped in there (laughs) 
gosh. Sounds like you've got an athlete on your hands already climbing out. <laughs> yep, and then you'll hear from our eight-year-old later in the show because we always bring our eight-year-old on to ask one question. Oh, great. Well, I look forward to it. <laughs> so as we really dig in here, um, I'd like to go a little light before we talk about the story side. So what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? Yeah, sure. Um, so I grew up with horses, and so um, <laughs> absolutely um, just adore horses. I grew up doing everything with my horse a little bit. And then I love fitness, so I love running and, and just kind of working out and traveling. Obviously can't do a ton of that right now, but anything yeah. outside, and I'm a happy camper. So what would you say is something quirky about you? Ooh, something quirky. I feel like there's a super long list that I just can't think of which one to pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I've been um, – people have complained that I'm too nice. I don't know if that's a quirk, but um, it's gotten me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, so, you know, a lot of people ask <coughs> artists, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I'd like to go a little deeper than that. When did it click? What was that moment? Kind of looked in the mirror and you're like, wow, this could be a career. Yeah. So it actually wasn't like a moment with myself. It was overhearing mm-hmm. my sister talk talk about me. Um, oh, I wow. guess she had a friend asking about the family. And she was just like, oh, my sister's doing great. I'm convinced she's going to, you know, really take off with music and she could do anything and be a, be a country star one day. And it was just like, whoa. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can like, hardly even think about that for myself. Um, I just definitely used to like just lack confidence in, in doing what I love. But I think that was the mm. first moment I was like, well, heck, let's just give this thing a try. <laughs> so, so when you do become that big Carrie Underwood star, you'll be able to look back and tell her, I owe it to you. <laughs> Basically, man. He's had my bag the whole time. <laughs> That's what this is for, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, tell us a little bit of your backstory. You know, I like to get to know the person behind the music, not just the music. So, you know, take a couple minutes and just tell us your backstory. Yeah, sure. So um, I grew up in southwest Missouri, I'm really, really close with my family, two older sisters. And um, we just grew out, grew up out in the country. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful area and grew up with horses and, and dogs and cats and chickens and all and all the good stuff. And um, so I just my whole life was in the country and just absolutely loved that. Um, I lived in the same house for like the first 20 years. <laughs> Um, but then, um, yeah, I started singing. My oldest sister sang a little bit, and that kind of got me into it as well. Um, so I started singing and did all the choirs and all of that. And then just where I was in that town, there wasn't really anything other than classical music trainers out oh, wow. there. And I was just like, well, I'd like to be the best that I can. And so I started kind of taking classical music lessons. And I just kind of thought that anything else just wouldn't be attainable from where I was at. So I was like, okay, well, I love the thing, so let's just roll with this. And eventually got into college and um, was majoring in vocal performance, and it was all opera. Everything was just oh, so rigorous. And as much as I, I love singing it, but I got so tired of singing arias from hundreds of years ago in a language that I, I didn't really understand. And I was like, well, I've got my own <laughs> voice and my own stories to tell here. Why am I telling dead people stories right now? So um, that's when I really decided to kind of switch into country music was 
um, in college just because I had grown up with that country background and basically grew up on the back of my horse a little bit and um, was just wow. so inspired with that. Um, and just the beauty and all of all of just God's beautiful land out there in Missouri. So um, absolutely loved that. So switched in college. I ended up kind of getting my degree in public relations, but got into radio while I was still in college. And loved that. Oh, wow. I worked for an ACM and CMA award-winning station, country station out there. And that was kind of That's my – the way to do it. Um, yeah, it was my foot in the door in the music industry then. I was meeting kind of, you know, so many artists and record label reps and managers and, and labels and all kinds of stuff like that. So um, that's part of the reason I stayed in Missouri so long and didn't move here quicker was hmm. because I, I felt like I had that um, just being in the industry and just I was in, I was in <clears throat> heaven with that because I was doing shows, oh, well, that um, made sense. my own shows and all of that. Yeah, so it was just like my whole life was the music industry right then and then um, – and kind of got to a point where I felt like I had kind of peaked for what I could for Missouri. And as much as mm-hmm. I loved radio, I felt like it was um, time to kick it up a notch. So I came out here in January, and that's kind of kind of a little summary there. <clears throat> that's I love that. You know, except for you know, of course, with COVID and all that, you know, you cut you're coming to this new place, Nashville, a place <laughs> yeah. where dreams come true, and then it gets <sighs> shut down. I know and it's just so ironic um just the irony of like loving the country and loving singing Uh about country music that having to actually move to the city to sing about the country I'm just what (laughs) so much irony in that I left my horse behind and oh I'm hoping to move her out there's a song in that (laughs) oh I know (laughs) on that one (laughs) So, um, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, of a Carrie, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes, not to just to get to their level, but to get to any level within a career in music. And I always like to talk about that side of it because nobody else talks about that, and I think it's one of the most important things to talk about. <clears throat> so I'm going to tell a quick story to help guide us where I want this to go, but, but back in 2014 – we interviewed Allison Steele with Two Steel Girls, and at that time, they were full-time with music. And I'll never forget an answer Allison gave me. I asked her what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist, and she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything else outside of me, if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She said, because the moment you want it to be a career – Everything changes. Everybody owns a piece of your life, so to speak. Your friends and relatives, they never understand because you know they have the nine-to-five type jobs. You're 24-7, so they invite you to weekends, to holidays, to get to getaways, to weddings, you know, and all that. Right. But when you're in that hunt, you're grinding it out, and they don't understand that side of it. You can't say no to a gig, and you for sure can't be one of those artists that cancel gigs because you got you know you may have twenty, thirty, forty people depending on you doing that gig. Oh, <clears throat> and, uh, and friends and relatives don't understand that side of it because they think, oh, it's my wedding, it's my big day, but you got twenty people depending on you. So it's a little right. different. <laughs> then on top of that. Your family has to sacrifice, she, she went on. She goes, it's not just the artist, but the family has to let the artist go and let them um, um, fall and let them be happy and let them – so much that goes along. And then she said, if that wasn't enough, then there's days that you just feel miserable. 
It may it could be one of the worst days of your life, but if you got a gig that night, you're you got to get on that stage and just perform like you like there's no tomorrow. But right. then she added, "Oh my God, my favorite part to what she said was, that, but but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it." What do you think of what she said? And let's talk about that side of it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think she really nailed that one on the head. I think that was very eloquently put. I think for so many people, music is just kind of, you know, a way that they escape, escape in something that they enjoy. Mm -hmm. So it can be really hard to see that it's also a business because it's something that so many people enjoy. And um, really, they reap the benefits but don't have to, you know, put in any of the hard work. So it definitely makes sense. But, no, I've missed my share of weddings and all of those things, and it is really hard. And Mm -hmm. just the way Allison said, like, you can be having the worst day of your life and have to go up there on stage and smile and act like it's it's a wonderful day. And so mm-hmm. um, you have to put on faces in order to like not disappoint your audiences and stuff like that. And that can be really um, just an emotional weight at times. But mm-hmm. when you're doing what you love, I mean, it is, yep. it is completely all. And worth then the it, rejection that comes oh, with so many it. Challenges. Oh gosh. You could write a, you could probably write a book on that one. Uh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've started to have to kind of like look at it a different way. Like, I need to try and get a hundred rejections before the end of the year and just know that every time I get one, it means I'm moving in the right direction because it means I'm putting myself <laughs> out there. So I'm kind of having to like rewire my psyche to be like, Hey, rejections are not a bad thing because otherwise it will just crush you and you just want to put your face in the sand and never see the light of day again. So <laughs> you have to look at rejections yeah. as um, a positive thing. Like you're moving forward. You're doing what you need mm-hmm. to do when you put yourself out there. So <laughs> no, I absolutely love that because you know, I always talk about that side of it before we talk about the highs of, of music because I, I think it's important for people to understand. I mean, nobody's going to really understand it unless they're an artist, but I want people right. to hear what artists go through because you've got a lot of people and, and they're like, why don't you just go get a real job? Yeah, yeah Especially now <laughs> with so many things shut down. You, I see on Facebook so many people are like, well, they can just go work somewhere else. And and people don't get this is their life. This is their, this right. they have poured everything into their craft for the last five years, ten years, right. whatever it is. Absolutely. You know, you can't just up and go to do something else. It's not it's not that easy. It is not. <laughs> I completely agree. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> now that we talked a little bit about that side of it, let's talk about the fun side. When you look at your career so far, what are a few moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? Oh, yeah. Um, Without putting titles on things, I think it's just when there's a crowd that has great energy and you feel like Mm -hmm. you're vibing and there's just – it's a room full of packed people and everyone's having a great time. There's just like – to me, there's like really nothing more rewarding than that more rewarding than that but um just some things like uh i got to play at cma fest for a couple years and that was kind of like a dream it's like oh my gosh (laughs) this is the music festival that i've looked up to my entire life and i'm getting to play for it it's great and then just opening up for certain artists too you just kind of feel like you're you're in the real mix of of Mm -hmm. talent anytime you can do that and um so that's always super super rewarding as well but um i think 
one of the one of the biggest rewards is the people just that I've met because I decided to pursue this. Um, bandmates, mm-hmm. um, people in the crowd, stuff like that. Like I've just met some of my best friends and just incredible yeah. inspiring people along the way and I've never really felt like I fit in more than when I started mm-hmm. to pursue music and so wow. it's just a unique group of people and it's, it's great to be surrounded with like-minded people as well so very very rewarding and, and refreshing in that sense and we fully understand where you're coming from that because we're chasing the same dream y'all are as artists because we want to be the Bobby Bones and Ty Bentley yeah. out there of us, you know. So we've got the big dreams too, just like um, artists do. And, and you know, so we definitely get where you're coming from, and you know, we're trying to grind this thing out. And you know, our goal now is 300 interviews for this year, and it's oh just my been gosh. crazy. <laughs> you know, that is amazing. So and we're probably going to hit that beginning of December based on the numbers right now. So who knows what number That's we'll incredible. actually hit. But I want to hit be close to it by December 1st because, you know, December, everything slows down. Right. <laughs> you know, so who yeah, knows it's hard to get work done. how many yeah. we will do that, you know, for December. Right. Uh, well, I'm hearing that I basically have no excuse to be slowing down in my dream. And you guys are killing it. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing our best. And you know, I've got the new inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely appreciate that because, again, you know, <clears throat> we've just been trying to grind this thing out, and we've got some crazy people. That I mean, we had Claire Dunn coming on that came on yesterday. She was really good. Oh yes, um, she's great. We've we've had Cassidy Pope on, Don McLean on. You know, <clears throat> we've ha- we had, in fact, um, we had a one of the child actors from This Is Us on recently. Oh, you did! Oh my gosh! Yeah, we had the guy Great. that plays Malik, the boyfriend. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. That was an interesting. Him and his dad came on, so that was an interesting interview. Um, oh my but, um, gosh! I think it's great for. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and play your song "Memory" and talk about that. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds great. All right, hang on the line. Hey everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Sometimes I'll go a day without it hitting me I'll forget that I lost you And in a moment I'm brought back to reality With visions of the two of you I try to pull the shit back, hope I'll forget again But it's a full attack Am I still breathing? Let's take this outside And end it No regrets Love 
She's just kind of with Caitlin, but might Yes, I'll be on and off, but, but same thing. Love it. Great song. Oh, thanks. Good to hear from you. <laughs> so tell us the story behind that song. Yeah, um, this one, sure. This one's pretty pretty raw and real and personal for me. Um, mm-hmm. I was in a just an awful relationship just a handful of years back, and I was in it for way too long. It was just super unhealthy and and horrible <laughs> essentially um but when all of that ended at times it felt like um the emotional wounds that came from that relationship was like harder to get over after it had yeah. ended than it was like when I was actually enduring it in the relationship and it's just kind of those things like if you've um any super life challenge that has like caused you trauma or anything you just do have these little memories that can just kind of trigger just stress and anxiety and um, and you you just want those to go away yeah and sometimes you just don't get it and so just those haunting memories that can be so challenging to to overcome this song was just kind of um, my way of expressing how hard it can be to get over um, just just the things that are in your mind. Like sometimes you wish you could pull them out and see them mm. and physically fight them away from yourself. But when they're in your mind, sometimes they're just they're so much harder to get over um, and it does yeah. take time. But really, I mean, the purpose for the song was like for anyone else that, that has experienced that, that you're just so, so not alone and I'm in a much better place 
now than I was just even just recalling those times that, that I, that I overcame with that, <laughs> that terrible ex-boyfriend. Um, <laughs> and I've met the love of my life now. So, I mean, everything's oh, wow. going great. So it's really, um, yeah, just a little piece, that of, piece of my awesome. heart. <clears throat> and, you know, you're talking about the pain from the past, you know, and how the closure sometimes you don't get. Um, that's like um, when Sandy and I, for, yeah, I went through 19 years of addictions um, until God healed me like oh almost, almost 13 years ago. But the first five years of our marriage was, you know, it was really bad. And Sandy went through way more than she should have. I mean, we, you know, but she never nagged me. She never put me down. She loved me in spite of those addictions. And oh, it, it just, and I remember that a couple years after I healed, I knew it was her time to heal. Because although our marriage was still okay, it was, um, that the, the pain was still there from the beginning years. So I remember sitting her mm-hmm. down and saying, okay, Sandy, um, tell me everything I put you through those beginning years because I knew she needed this to heal. I was like, and, and I was right. like, I won't say nothing. I will listen, and I'll be honest. I did not know what I was getting myself into <laughs> because we were like <gasps> 40 minutes in, you know, and I'm sitting here like, oh, my God, what have I just – but, you know, I knew she needed that to heal. Wow. And That's I listened. so incredibly intuitive that, that you would give her that. That's amazing. <laughs> well, see, she gave me the healing of her pure heart because, again, when God brought us together, there's no there, – we know that that was what happened. And if it weren't for her pure heart and the way she handled those beginning years because of my addictions – I probably would not be alive today. So she helped heal me. So mm-hmm. I had to, in return, help heal her from the pain I caused. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Oh wow. So it made me think about that when you were talking about the whole pain and all that, and I'm like, eh, yeah, you know, we can definitely relate there. Sandy. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Well, that's just that's just amazing. You guys sound like just the perfect couple to just be able to. And we just crossed and 18 years of marriage. So. Oh, yes, congratulations! Oh my gosh, that is something to celebrate. <laughs> there wow. You go. Um, so as you know, when it comes to music, fans see you, or they see Blake, or they see Miranda. They don't see like the PR people. They don't see the managers, the producers, and I don't think they get enough love. So I want to change that, at least on our show. So if you want to take a few minutes just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Yeah, absolutely. I had a um, just a, a mentor back in Missouri that kind of helped push me to come on out here, and her name was Allie Hutzel, and um, she had worked with some some great artists as well, and um, just was super great helping me not to over push vocals and get too tired for shows when the shows were going over three hours, and um, just learning how to have that stamina for singing. And uh, now that I'm here, I've got a fantastic producer. His name is um, Andrew King. And just the best kind of guy, and it's been absolutely fabulous. But um, as for the rest of the team, I'm kind of on the search. Uh, just with COVID, I'm trying to put the pieces back together when the world gets back together so <laughs> I can move forward even more. So I'm kind of on the hunt for a manager at the moment. But absolutely so oh, wow. grateful for all the people that have supported me um, this far. So, yeah. I love that. And we've got a third party to our team too you know that we always consider our little eight-year-old that we have asked one question on each show so he's going to get on the phone with sandy oh real perfect quick. 
Yeah, and so that he can ask this question. And we've got a 20 month old that when she gets older too, you know, we'll be plugging her into the show also. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. Because <laughs> we are a family affair. Ah, that's what I was just going to say. I love it. <laughs> you know, we even created the name Family Affair Media to run our oh, thing under. Oh, my gosh. Genius. <laughs> I love it. I've got Christopher here. Here he is. Hi, <laughs> Laura. Hi, how are you? What's your favorite food? Oh, say that again. What's your favorite food? Ooh, oh, man. Um, <laughs> I'm a mac and cheese girl. I tell you what, the more cheese, the better. Thank you. Pizza. Oh yeah, Uh, I love that choice. I love it. I fully support that. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Dave. Bye. Nice to meet you. Yeah, he could eat pizza all day. You know, it's funny. Sometimes we do audio, and sometimes he does video. But our very first video that we did. I always like to tell this story because one day he'll oh, look yes. back on these moments. But our very first video that we did was with Allie Brooke. And he kind of yeah. has a crush on her because she, she pops in on some of his shows that he watches. <gasps> and so yes. he, you could see that. And it was our first video. He got on uh-huh. there, and you could just tell that he couldn't speak. <laughs> oh, yes, my gosh. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great! He, I, all I mean, it was funny because all week that week, all he said was, "I can't wait to talk to Allie." Yes, he was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot, you need to get it back on your show so we can do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> <That'd> be awesome. <clears throat> so, oh, if you could great. co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Oh, oh, that is tough. <laughs> I would absolutely love to write with Dolly Parton. Um, oh, that'd be cool. Hands down. Um, I would just like to, yeah, just kind of pick her brain on some of her wisdom um, and just incorporate that into a song. I, I, I love songs with depth, like um, mm. party songs are great and things that make you feel good, but oh, yeah. I just love it when there's some depth to a song and something that has like potential to change somebody if they listen to it. So love that. Um, yeah. And then Shane McAnally, man, he's just always chilling it. You know, and I awesome. would just love to be in a co-write with him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be taking notes on everything that he was doing and try to better myself a little bit. But no, he's amazing. <laughs> and, oh, man, uh, I would love that. <laughs> so this probably going to have a thousand different answers for this question. But okay. just think of the first thing that pops in your head. Um, what is a song that you've heard that you wish you wrote? Ooh. Okay. Um, Better Man by Little Big Town comes to oh, mind. Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, kind of while I was going through that, that really, really, really messy breakup healing time, I would mm-hmm. keep hearing that one and be like, man, that's just so Ooh. applicable. Why <laughs> And then a second answer um, is Gabby Barrett's one of the good ones. I don't know if you've heard that one oh, yeah. yet. Um, yeah. It's newer, so yeah, but it just fully captures my relationship now. And um, mm-hmm. I'm just like, darn it, I was trying to write this song, and she beat me to it. <laughs> so, 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 you, so you went from I Hope to a, the good ones. One of the good- I did. Oh, <laughs> this girl is lucky. Wow. Let me tell you what. <laughs> What's funny is, is I, I remember before she went on Idol, I've been following her a little bit before that. I kind of know her 
sister and her dad and um <clears throat> through facebook of course and um but i was been following her before that i remember she made the announcement that she's going on idol and i told sandy because sandy didn't never really hear of her at this point i was like she's top five if not win i was like i already called that right i called that yeah. right and I, I knew it because she had that kind of i was like if they allow her to get into the lives she'll make it to the end I knew that mm-hmm. because again, you know, because that's one thing about those type of shows. I, they're great shows, but many times the real good ones they don't let get to the lives. So and you're like, true. and you're like, well, what's going on here? You yes. know, what they're better than that than than the ones that they did get through, and they would, you know. But if they don't let you get to the lives, you know, there's nothing you can do. But if you get to the lives, and that's when your personality shines, and and her and her sister. This person I always shine, and I just knew that if she got to the lives, America would see that. Oh, I'm so glad it worked out for her. It's great to have, like, another female in country radio, and I'm just like, oh, girl, get it. Yeah. <laughs> killing it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so what song of yours uh, means the most and why? Hmm. Oh, man. Well, okay, so I did do some recording when I was in Missouri, so I haven't mm-hmm. released a full single yet since I've been in Nashville, but um, it was really the second song that I ever ever wrote that probably means the most to me, and it's not, keep in mind, like, being the second song, it's not really well written, but I think I just know where my heart was when I wrote it, and it's called yeah. it's called Cause You're a Cowgirl, and it is on my, my EP that is on Spotify, Um but it just kind of encompasses everything that I want to be. And it's about um, when you're treated wrong, still treat others right. And mm-hmm. um, just always kind mm-hmm. of shoot for what God wants for you. And uh, just really doing the best that you can in life and making a, a change for others is essentially what that, that song is about. And so and just being the second song I ever wrote, I was just like, well, I'm oh, wow. going to lay a lot of this out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and just, um, Growing up on the back of my horse, like that was just part of it too. Um, just the whole cowgirl mentality and, mm-hmm. and being a can-do girl and and making a change in the world for better. So um, I just poured a lot of my heart and soul into that song, even though it's not super well written, <laughs> given, but it just does mean a lot to me. <laughs> I love that honesty because you know not everybody would say say well what well written, but I love the honesty. <laughs> Oh man, I'm still working on writing good songs. You know, I still got a long way to go. <laughs> so this past February made the five year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story <gasps> before I ask the artist that same question because the answer she gave us and five years ago most people didn't know who she was. Um but the answer she gave us was so on point. And, and she had a vision. She knew where she was going, and it's, and it's almost to the T of what she's living right now. So it's been amazing no to watch that, that she's living what she said. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Oh, man. Oh, well, I definitely wouldn't have predicted COVID five years ago, so I'm not going <laughs> to assume true. that I'm right on this. But <laughs> <laughs> um, man, you know – I'd be happy even if if I don't make it to like stardom, but I think mm-hmm. as long as I'm full time just writing music that that I believe in and that can possibly mm-hmm. change lives, like I feel like that's just the high point for me. As long as I'm doing what I love, feel like I'm doing what God wants me to do, and um, just mm-hmm. have that ability to love make that. a change 
in this world, I think that's the most rewarding that I could be in my life. So that's what I'm going to hope for five years from now. That it's just 100% music and um, just just loving it. Love that. Now let's say we look five, ten, fifteen years on the road, and you're a success on a grand scale. <clears throat> Whatever that looks like, you are there, and and the person that you are today could meet your future successful self, what would you remind her? Mm. Oh, that's such an interesting question. Um, I think I would remind her to trust her gut and not to doubt herself. <laughs> I, yeah, I doubt myself way too much, and I think we all do. I think we're all capable of, of more than we believe ourselves um, that we mm. can do, and I would love for all of us to be able to bypass our own individual doubts. So that's probably what I would have to say to my younger self. <laughs> well, we actually went, um, the, the question is actually the other way. What would, what would your, you know, what, what, what would you tell your future successful self? Oh, tell my future. Oh, I took that and went backwards. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause you, you, cause oh, you know, yeah. everybody's used to the other way. I, I like to go this way. Cause I think it makes artists kind of think about this question. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I would say don't take any moment for granted and just mm-hmm. to find things to be grateful for every day. I think when you do reach success, it can kind of become like a norm yep. for people to mm-hmm. where it's not as treasured as it, as it like was when you were chasing for it. So I think just yeah. being grateful in every moment would be, would be a huge reminder. That, that's a really good one because, like I said, you know, <clears throat> you know, everybody asks the question, what would you tell your younger self? But I always – I like to go the other way because, again, it, it's about learning and, and staying grounded because I think that sometimes people forget that. So if I can help them remind them about, about, about being grounded when they are successful, then I did my job. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love that you flipped flip the script on that one. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, so let's say you had a friend of yours, and you heard him or her sing, and they've got something special. As Simon Cowell would say, they got that it factor. And let's say that they played maybe 40, 50 shows, so they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side, but they've gotten on stage, and they got what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring, and they just know that they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, Laura, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next couple of years? Oh man, I feel like there's so many little little facets. Um, I think I would tell them to lean on their confidence and not their ego, because I think when people know that they they have something good, and the moment mm-hmm. they start seeing success, some people do flip a switch, and it's like, okay, all of a sudden the world <laughs> owes me now that I'm you know wonderful. And I think just really um, staying humble is huge, and and trusting mm-hmm. trusting their gut as well. I love that. So as you're chasing this crazy dream, and let's face it, all of this is crazy dreams, <laughs> you know, as, as a lot <laughs> oh of people God. say. You're you probably me. have friends <laughs> that are chasing the same dream right along the side of you. Who are one or two artists that people should know about? Yeah, um, and it's, mm, I've got a couple lady friends that I adore. Um, Audra McLaughlin, she was on The Voice and just absolutely killed it. Yeah, but she's, she's just good. got an incredible. Yeah, incredible personality, incredible voice, just such a sweet human being. 
Um, and then also April Cry. She's another small girl with yeah, a big voice. Her. And just, you did? Okay, great. I, I adore her. And um, so those are two, two people that I just um, I think people should keep an eye out for. I absolutely love that. <clears throat> so as we come to a close here, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Oh, man. Oh, that's a tricky question. <laughs> we built our show around um, that question. Oh, we have. Yes, we've got well, great answers. I love love the questions that you do have because they do make you think, and they're not just really generic, which is mm. very common when we're being interviewed <laughs> and stuff like that. So I appreciate that a whole lot. I think I would like the question asked, like, um, how do you even phrase this? Um, can you be as happy? Um, like on the road to success as you could be if you've achieved it, essentially. Um, In fact, I feel you should like, be happier. Yeah, yeah. Because happiness know, is in the, the journey, not the designation. Yeah, yeah, just something along that line. I think a lot mm-hmm. of artists that I see, like, oh, I'll be happy when I get this pub deal. I'll be happy <laughs> if I get this nope. record deal. And it's just like, oh, man, it's never smooth sailing when you reach <laughs> one of those things. <laughs> so uh, just keeping in mind to, to love the journey. Um, so just, and, I don't know, just kind and, of and question they don't that. And, you know, and, they don't, and a lot of artists who say that don't get to that when you get there, it cheapens the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it just changes things drastically. Because then it's all about that one experience, where as an artist, and what you're what you write about is about everyday living moments. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> you're killing so, it over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Um, so, um, tell everybody how they can reach out to you if they want to get in touch with you. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I'm always down to chat. Um, but really, if you look up Laura Ashley Music on really any platform, I should be there. <laughs> and then obviously on Spotify and all the, all that jazz and in my own website, LauraAshleyMusic.com. So pretty simple. I love that. And, you know, we, we definitely enjoyed having you on the show today. We for sure look forward to having you back down the road. Oh, and well, next time, video honored. One. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do that next time. <laughs> well, I just – I really appreciate y'all's time and being a part of your journey as well. I, you guys are killing it, and I'm really looking forward to, to see what 2021 has in store for you, and I know it's going to be big. All right. We appreciate the confidence, oh, and we, we will yes. definitely talk to you soon. All right. We sounds will. great. Y'all take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye.